the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Bloodshed in the Lone Star State overnight. Police in the small town of Cleveland, Texas, searching for a suspect in a mass shooting who killed five of his next-door neighbors. Here's correspondent Jackie Quinn. Three women, one man, and an eight-year-old child were fatally shot just before midnight. It happened in Cleveland, Texas, which is north of Houston. Police say the victims had asked the neighbor to stop firing off rounds from a rifle in his yard because they were trying to sleep. The 39-year-old suspect, who's a resident of Mexico, is seen on surveillance tape walking up to the front door of the victim's house armed with an AR-style rifle. Authorities say two of the women tried to shield the children in the house. There were 10 occupants inside, some having recently moved from Honduras. I'm Jackie Quinn. And this is SRN News. Eric Metaxas sees purposeful division. This concept of perpetual victimhood, this is Marxism. In other words, dividing people is good for business when it, if you're a Marxist. And so if you can't divide people economically, it's the workers. Class, and yeah. Now we're going to do it with these categories. So mm-hmm. women, people of color, they want to stoke the fires of racism. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio stick around another full hour of the northern lights radio network with mitch berg the headliner edition but right now let's look at your weather forecast for your saturday today is high around 50 degrees showers and rain and more throughout the afternoon hours continuing through this evening more rain low around 38 degrees tonight into sunday mostly cloudy high around 50 degrees with breezy wind conditions with gusts of wind as high as 40 miles per hour it's am 1280 the patriot Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Uh, Harriet Flenderson from House DFL Human Research. Well, how, what can I help you with today? No, I will not come in to conduct a write-up. You can't, I, I'm not actually employed by the DFL. You know, you can't actually write me up. You do realize this, right? No, that is actually the fact... Oh, I got to get on the air. Be around. Go. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the worst nightmare of the Matt Rosnowskis and William Davises of the world, bringing the truth to the masses in a way that the rest of the mainstream media won't, can't, and isn't permitted to by their overlords. Uh, much more on that as we go forward here today. In fact, we'll be talking a little bit about the, the chain of command in the Twin Cities media later on in the broadcast. But a bill is moving its way through the House that 
as I mentioned earlier, in this this orgy of psychosis that has been ruling the Minnesota State Legislature this entire session, this this orgy of toxic excess that that we've been talking about ever since January, in the long term, taking the long view may be the most toxic single piece of legislation to come out of this legislature so far. I mean, the session is still young, and there's another whole one to go before the next election, because it can still get worse. But perhaps the final corner into full-blown Marxism is laying right in front of us here. And with us to discuss that bill, that measure, that possibility, uh, Walter Hudson, Representative Walter Hudson of Maple Grove. Welcome back to the uh, broadcast, uh, Walter. Glad to have you with us today. Happy to be here, uh, joining you from St. Michael Albertville, but I do love Maple Grove. Okay, yeah, everything west of Lindale might as well be South Dakota to be, so sorry about that. <laughs> That's sorry, all right. Sorry, sorry to mislocate you there. Uh, I know people are, uh, that, that might wind up uh, putting me on the registration uh, that the yep. state wants to set up here, Mis, uh, mislocating someone here, Walter Hudson. I, I'm talking about uh, we, the, the bill we be, you and I have both been talking about for the last uh, day or so. Well, you've been talking about this for quite some time. Uh, I call it the DFL's social credit bill, uh, comparing it uh, implicitly with the social credit system they have in China, where everything you say can be held against you in and out of a court of law everywhere for any reason that the regime uh, wants. How far uh, how far uh, into hyperbole have I gotten? I mean, describe this bill uh, for for the listener, Walter Hudson. Well, I, I think the uh, kind of the defining characteristic of this bill is how ambiguous it is. It's it's what we don't know that is most alarming about it. I think the the, the best way to think about it or to couch it is to think in terms of a warrant, either a search warrant or an arrest warrant, any kind of warrant, because the whole concept of warrant says we're going to take action that without cause would clearly be a violation of your rights, right? right? Like coming into your house, um, taking you into custody, putting you behind bars, all of that would be a egregious and reprehensible violation of your individual rights if we didn't have a very good reason to do so. That's why we have this thing called due process and why we have this warrant process. Well, what this does is it creates a provision within or, or a mechanism within the Department of Human Rights for people to report, quote, incidents of bias, unquote. Now, that word incidents, that was intentionally put in there by the author through an author's amendment in the Public Safety Committee on which I sit. Um, to replace the word crimes. So originally, when this thing was introduced, it was focused on creating a database of crimes that are motivated by bias, hate crimes, if you will. And very sneakily and without notice and without fanfare, the author switched that word from crimes to incidents, which, of course, changed the entire characterization of what the provision does. Because now you're talking about literally anything that happens um, and and when pressed, it was revealed by both the author, Samantha Vang, Representative Vang, um, and the Commissioner of Human Rights, that this is entirely subjective and arbitrary and up to whoever is reporting it. So literally anything that you perceive to be an incident informed by bias – and one of the examples that was actually given by the Commissioner of Human Rights is you're standing on a street corner and somebody drives by with the window rolled down and yells something that you don't like. 
like a racial epithet or whatever the case may be. That warrants a report that will be stored in this government database, according to the Commissioner of Human Rights. Um, and, of course, Representative Harry Niska did a fantastic job on the House floor this past week offering up several other hypothetical examples, trying to get the author of Representative Vang to to exclude any of them and to say that any of them would not be included in this report. Examples were such as uh, posting a claim on social media that the COVID-19 virus originated in the Wuhan lab in China, um, or saying that you are a supporter of J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, who, of course, is uh, under attack for not buying into the transgender orthodoxy. And uh, Representative Ving was not able to exclude either of those possibilities huh. as things that could end up on this registry. So there's there's no guidelines, really, as to what goes in. I mean, it's really a catalog of what used to be fairly mockingly called microaggressions. Uh, it, it, I mean, is that an unfair characterization? Basically, anyone, any, anything that anyone finds, and by say anyone, I'm going to assume it's anyone from a protected class or someone that, that the, the, uh, the, the keepers of the list would take interest in, uh, would right. find, I, I can't imagine that Peter Callahan is going to file one against Matt Rosnowski, for example. But, but essentially, it's a catalog of microaggressions. So there's very, the, the input criteria are extremely lax. What concerns yes. me, I mean, for starters, given that, that hate crime, uh, hate crimes are already tracked down to a fine sheen at the federal and state level. Am I, am I correct, Walter Hudson? There's a fairly comprehensive documentation of hate crimes. And as, as Bill Glenn puts it, the market for hate crimes is, is much bigger than the supply. Uh, and so they don't have much to track in the great scheme of things. And so this is, this is sort of an expansion of that, of that market. I, I, for starters, on the input side, Walter Hudson, I mean, literally, there appear to be no guardrails as to what can get into this registry. That was made explicitly clear during the debate on the House floor this past week, yeah. um, where, where proponents of this measure explicitly said that they expressed their frustration with the fact that incidents have to be attached to a crime. Um, and the, the, the claims were such that, you know, they, they evoked the, the pandemic and uh, alleged harassment that has taken place of um, Asian and Pacific Islander folks. Um, in response to the association of COVID with China and with Asia. Um, they, they evoked uh, attacks that have occurred against Muslim mosques um, in recent days and weeks um, and attacks that have occurred against Jewish synagogues. And, of course, all of those things are crimes, right? Like if you, right. <laughs> you, you engage in property damage, you engage in assault, that's a crime. Um, and so that's already tracked. But their frustration is, well, sometimes things happen that aren't crimes, and we really need to know what's going on. I mean, that's literally what they said. We need to know what's going on. And so we're going to create this database of non-criminal incidents, which people perceive to be motivated by bias, to, to do we know not what. Like, we can't tell you what we're going to do with this information or why we're collecting it other than just a general – ambiguous sense of wanting to know what's going on. But it's really important that government collect all this aggregate data um, that's entirely arbitrary and unverified for an unspecified purpose. That's the most sloppily written warrant I have ever heard of. And so, yeah, so and, and the whole bit about for what purpose, that's the part that concerns me even more. I mean, OK, government tracking, government tracking things for tracking's purposes that that's we, that that's something that that has its own ups and ups and downs and and, and moral quandaries. But do, is it being collected for no reason whatsoever? I mean, just as there are no guidelines for what goes into this uh, registry, 
there are no guidelines or even visibility into what happens with the data coming out. I mean, they specifically exempted this data from uh, Data Practices Act. Uh, uh, right. I mean, it's, it's completely opaque, untransparent to mere mortals. Did they give a reason why they need to clamp down all access to this data, including making it immune to data practices requests? Nothing specific, but they do tip their hand a little bit in terms of talking about what their motivations are. So a recurring meme is we need to combat hate. I mean, it's been referred to as the, quote, hate bill or the stop hate bill. Right. So that's obviously their motive is in some broad, ambiguous fashion. They want to, quote, unquote, stop hate, which, of course, of course, raises the question of how how are you going to do that there, Vang? Right. Yes. Um, and then two, the, the commissioner of human rights tipped her hand a little bit in talking about how this is data that can potentially result in us identifying geographic locations that are more problematic than others. So basically, what? And, and again, we have to speculate because that's all they're leaving for us. They're not telling us what they want to do or what the purpose of this is and the, the idea that we just shouldn't care and shouldn't ask questions about where this can go or speculate as to where it could go is pretty ridiculous. Um, but the, the implication seems to be that they want to create a kind of municipal social credit system as opposed to an individual one. So Representative Jamie Becker Fenn, who's the chair of the Judiciary Committee on the House floor, you know, she's always chiding us for this, that, or the other thing. In this case, she was chiding us um, for, for representing this as something where an individual person will have their data um, and claims made against them kept in the government database. And she's like, it's not about individual people. It's about communities. It's about aggregate data. Okay, so is it somehow better to have a community social credit system as opposed to an individual social credit system? What are you going to do with that? And low-hanging fruit answers potentially that come to mind are things like determining who gets transportation funding, yeah. um, determining, determining who gets support for their public safety departments, um, determining where we're going to make investments in education, uh, de determining uh, w w how we're going to delineate um, you know, how about redistricting, determining how we're going to draw maps, right? Yeah. Like what if, what if one of the criteria is, well, we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to quote unquote, stop hate. And we've determined that this particular area is a hot spot for bigotry and hatred and bias. And so we're going to draw the maps in order to disperse that in order to make things, um, conveniently more, uh, electable for Democrats in the state of Minnesota. That's the direction that I imagine this sort of thing is headed. They, they certainly can't say it's not going there. Yeah, and 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 it's a, it's a short jump from. Uh, and, and by the way, the term that jumped out at me as you were describing this is profiling. I mean, profiling right. was profoundly evil until suddenly it's not profiling communities. Uh, it's just a, it's just a matter of the numbers you choose to crunch. Uh, jumping from uh, profiling communities to profiling individuals. I mean, it's it's from a data perspective, it's just one more level of complexity, and that's what data scientists do. So there's literally no reason to assume they won't make that jump. But the whole idea of profiling entire communities, as you say, yes, yeah, so that has some fairly profound implications for for uh, politics. Can we keep you for one um, more segment, uh, Walter? I think so really, what we do about this is the important thing. Uh, can we keep you for one more time? One more go around here. Absolutely. Northern Alliance. Right. Thank you very much, Walter. If you got questions or comments for Walter Hudson about the uh, social credit bill that Samantha Vang is pushing, uh, give us a call, 651-289-4488, or hit the uh, hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Gab, MeWe, Getter, 
but not Parlor or Mastodon. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for trusted insight and knowledge on how the eyes reflect the connection between health, lifestyle, sports, and nutrition? Tune into my show, Open Your Eyes Radio, Saturday at 9 a.m. with me, Dr. Kerry Gell. I'm an optometrist with more than three decades of experience, a keen interest in longevity and lifestyle, with a never-ending focus on the four basic principles of health, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, and sleep. Listen and learn with me every Saturday at 9 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. Hard water harms your pipes, causes clothes to fade faster, and your skin to be dry. Protect yourself with a wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away. Go to Commerce.com, Commerce Water, that's Commerce.com. Hey, if you, uh, by the way, uh, Emmy Award winning former NBC sideline reporter as Michelle Tafoya. Uh, doing the uh, <laughs> uh, sideline sanity with Michelle Tafoya. It's go to SalemPodcastNetwork.com. It's the place to go for Michelle Tafoya. Do it while you can. 
By the way, I'm, I'm Mitch Bergen with AM1280, the Patriot. The entire station, I have to suspect, is going to be on Senator uh, Representative Vang's uh, social credit list here. If I'm doing my job properly, we're talking with Walter Hudson, who I presume also will have a place of honor out there. At least so we are told by the House DFL communications side of people who are where you seem to be the big star of this session, Walter. Kudos for being the it guy for the House DFL communications this go around here. You've, you're, 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 you're rocking it out there, Walter. Well, I mean, look, if you if, if you pay any attention to the House PFL communications, which I don't recommend and uh, I don't think a whole lot of people are, no. um, you'll know that it doesn't take much to trigger them, and I'm more than happy to provide them with as many opportunities as I can. Absolutely. So uh, we're, we're talking about uh, Representative Samantha Vang's uh, social credit bill, for lack of a word. They call it the Stop Hate Bill, but it's really just more of a matter of document gossip bill, really. Uh, so, so let's talk about what can be done about this. I mean, first of all, it's gotten through the House, presumably. Uh, what's the proce- uh, progress right now? I'm presuming this has got, not gotten anywhere near the Senate yet. Yeah, I'm actually not sure of the status of things in the Senate. Um, you know, it's pretty full plate just keeping track of things that are happening in my chamber. Um, But my understanding is that this is one of those provisions that we've had a couple of this session where there is the opportunity to potentially um, have it not end up being a part of the final product. Um, And I don't want to provide that as some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. We should be putting as much pressure as possible on Senate Democrats. Um, The governor's a lost cause. I mean, that guy is, you know, he 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 gives uh, Kim Jong Un a run for his money. Yeah. Um, You know, any anything that involves taking your freedom away. I mean, this is a guy who single handedly told you you can't have your business open and can't send your kids to school. So anything that takes your freedoms away or that's tyrannical and intrusive um just gets his juices flowing so that is a lost cause governor walls but there are some senators on the dfl side who would like to be reelected again and uh, might might not be if they keep supporting this nonsense so this seemed unlike some of the other bills that obviously have significant emotional components to an awful lot of people who just call them run-of-the-mill voters the 90 percent of the population that doesn't really pay attention to politics until labor day to be charitable of an election year this is uh, i mean okay so the 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 transgender kidnapping uh legalization bill uh that uh, looks that became law i believe yesterday or this this past week uh the abortion sanctuary bill of course that's now the law of the state here that's stuff that that travels over time more or less well that people will can likely be inveigled to remember here. How do we convince people that a fundamental civil liberties issue like this, like the state tracking speech, uh, especially politically unfashionable speech, is something that matters when we are still a year and a half away unchanged from the next election here, Walter Hudson? This is this is the sort of issue that a, a, a people that treasures freedom, liberty, limited government should be storming the Capitol over, Walter Hudson. What, what do we do? Well, let me give you an analogy that I think might help us get in the right state of mind in order to approach this task. So, you know, I've got a 14-year-old. Uh, my eldest is 14 years old. And, you know, we're at the point where I'm starting to get him involved in outdoor chores, things like shoveling the driveway or mowing the lawn or whatever the case may be. And one of the biggest problems that you run into with a teenager when you're trying to teach them to do something that requires some amount of time and persistence and effort yeah. Um is is getting their mind around the idea that it's one scoop at a time. 
right? Yeah. Like if you, if you just open the garage door and you see a foot of snow sitting there across the entire driveway and you just go, oh, and you, and you get all deflated and focus on how much there is to do, then you're never going to get it done. But if you just focus on the fact that, hey, I, I'm gonna, I can scoop this scoop of snow and then the next one and then the next one, eventually you're done. Um, and I think in a similar sense, th- those of us on the conservative side of things uh, who are paying attention, who are politically involved, we need to take a similar approach to how we look at electoral politics. Because I think far too often we look at the entire populace, all six million people living in the state of Minnesota, and we think, how can these people not see it? What, what can we possibly do with the media against us um, in order to overcome this institutional advantage that the Democrats have in this state. And that's the wrong way to think about things. What we need to be focused on is, first of all, our sphere of influence, our community, our neighborhood, our BPOU, our candidates, the people we have running, um, our donors, the folks in our community. Limit it to that. And then two, instead of going around, you're wasting your time if you're going to go around trying to convince people who don't want to be convinced that there's a problem. The folks we need to be looking for um, are folks who agree with us generally or who have a propensity towards agreeing with us and then convincing them to cast their ballot when they otherwise have not been or would not. And and that there's a huge potential to milk that. And that's all we need to do. You look at this last election, the Democrats outspent us 10 to 1. They outworked us probably 10 to 1. And they still barely won. Yeah. They they still barely won, and a a lot of our candidates had unforced errors. I mean, let's just be honest about it, right? Like, we didn't have – we weren't running um, professional campaigns in some cases. And so the the adjustments that we have to make – are really minor. It's it's adjusting the steering wheel just a little bit to remain inside the curve, and we got this thing. Yeah, and and the, the example I go to, uh, I, I go to two examples whenever I talk with Republican candidates. One example that goes really well, one that's votes being left on the table of examples like this, where you don't have to eat the whole elephant. You can just chip off a piece of elephant on your way, or sidewalks are probably more appetizing example uh, that you're describing right. with your son here. Uh, by the way, I never had any problems getting my teenagers to shovel things. I'll just say that. No, um, the one is, I mean, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, they pick an issue, they, they, they cover their lane, they don't stay, stray outside their lane, they cover it, and they do it well. I mean, gun owners in Minnesota are phenomenally well-represented uh, represented and very, very powerful. It's because the movement uh, covers its territory and covers well and, and, and scoops the one scoop at a time they need to to get the results they need. Charter schools is the other example, and it's the most frustrating one out there. Charter schools should, charter school parents should be Republican voters. They're overwhelmingly Democrat here in the metro, and there's no reason that the Republicans shouldn't be exploiting that by finding parents who are voting Democrat uh, and want the, but still treasure the freedom to get their kids the heck out of at least the district school systems, and that, that's driven me crazy about the GOP for and the conservative movement for quite some time. This inability to identify these little bite-sized, shovel-sized pieces of the snow that we need to move to make this happen, and it's very doable as you describe, Walter Hudson. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I, th- we are our own worst enemy. Like we are not going to be defeated um, by by communists and and Antifa and you know leftist agitators. They are not the ones who are defeating us. We are defeating ourselves by not taking full responsibility for the potential that we have within our individual sphere of influence to 
get ballots in boxes because that listen i've been doing this you've known me for a long time mitch yes um i've been a grassroots activist i was in the tea party uh you know i've I've been pounding the pavement um on the sidelines for a long time and i've learned a lot in the few months that i've been in the state legislature and i think the top line lesson is this and it, it, it cannot be overemphasized being right does not matter making good arguments has no impact. The only thing that matters more than being right, because being right doesn't matter at all, is how many votes you have, how many ballots you have in boxes. That's how the battles are scored. You know, talking about how many, uh, you know, base run hits you had in the bottom of the ninth in spite of the fact that you lost is not impressing anybody. What impresses people is winning. And what matters in terms of policy is winning. And all these battles that we have about whether or not people are conservative enough, um, you know, whether or not uh, such and such and so forth is the best candidate for a certain role. I'll tell you what, the weakest Republican we have in our caucus is still a no vote on the trans refugee bill and the abortion bill. And I'll take him over any Democrat any day of the week. And that damn well better be our attitude or we deserve everything that's happening to us right now. Absolutely. And as, and as our, our mutual friend, I believe, Sean Holster puts it, you know, you're, you're not going to run as, as Warren Limmer in South Minneapolis to have a chance in South Minneapolis. You got to have a slightly different approach, but you got to win. Absolutely. Walter Hudson. So uh, in the minute we have remaining here, anything, any advice to people about specifically the, 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 the social credit bill, uh, Vang's social credit bill. What can people do? Who should people be contacting about this to try and show people that there's votes that could be fleeing them and, uh, and, and elections to be lost about this, Walter Hudson? Well, the, the most powerful impact that people have um, is, is showing up in person to the Capitol and, uh, and talking to folks. Short of that, sending a concise email to your Democrat representative um, with that in the subject line directly addresses what the issue is and what your position is on it, preferably referencing the bill number, yes. um, is, is a good idea. You know, I get, I get emails all the time. I'll tell you right now, if I get some long fee uh, manifesto, uh, I'm not reading it. That's just, it's just not happening. But if you, if you send me... If you send me a message that says, hey, this is my position on this bill and a couple quick bullet points as to why you're for it or against it, that gets attention. And so that would be my recommendation. And if you don't have a Democrat representative, if you're fortunate enough to be represented by Republicans, um, look, you can still send a message to to Democrats saying, I'm going to fund your opponent's campaign, Yep. Uh, especially if they're in a swing district. And you can also find out who your friends are who are living in their district and make sure that they're sending a message that I'm your constituent and this is what I expect. Absolutely. And by the way, every long family I know is getting something from me saying, hey, you know, the the system you fled is something that uh, Ms. Vang, has, Representative Vang, has just done an invaluable service in, in, in institutionalizing here in Minnesota. That's something that the, the Hmong community in particular should be uh, outraged about. Walter Hudson, as always, thank you very much. Uh, keep fighting the great fight down in St. Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12E, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Epiphany 
Catholic School strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Mike Gallagher here. Now's the time to sign up for our trip to Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land this October. The Stand with Israel Tour. Thanks to our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, we're going to visit amazing places in Israel that will amaze and inspire you with every step of the way. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to learn more about this incredible journey. In Israel, we'll explore key sites you'll never forget. We'll walk on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee inside replica first century boats and visit the western wall a spiritual experience you won't want to miss our expert guides will help explain the importance of each and every site the food and accommodations are precisely designed with you in mind no other trip will be like the stand with israel tour sign up today to travel with dennis prager and myself this october call 855-565-5519 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com are you looking for Speed Queen, LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, or Frigidaire appliances with savings up to 50% off? Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell new scratch and ding washers, dryers, microwaves, stoves, fridges, and more. I bet you think the appliances are really roughed up, looking like they've been dropped out of a 747 or kicked by a kangaroo. Not at all. Most things are so small, no one will see them but you. Why spend full retail when you can get a better value, save money, and take it home today? Our large selection of scratch and ding appliances changes weekly. Appliance Renew is located in downtown Farmington. Call me at 612-564-9207 or visit ApplianceRenew.com. Experience a better value and save up to 50% off major brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, you can get yourself in on a 10-day adventure you will remember forever, the Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher. They'll be broadcasting live on the trip, making sure this is a memorable and special trip for you. Register today and see the full itinerary at am1280thepatriot.com. Just being there with Dennis Prager alone would be absolutely huge. He's got the most, the best insight of anyone in the American media about Israel. He's been there uh, more times than I've been to St. Cloud for crying out loud. So check it out. Stand with Israel Tour, am1280thepatriot.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me uh, on the broadcast here. What Walter said, I mean, this is uh, this is something that people miss, and f- especially the, the people who've been 
overcome by gloom. I mean, the people who are saying, yep, I'm packing up and I'm moving to Florida or Texas or Tennessee or oh, the, the, the most the most bizarre one, South Dakota. I mean, two, two Dakotas to choose and you pick that one? Come on, people. You're better than that. Or you could be better than that if you chose the other Dakota. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, to each their own. It's easy and, and in, in a way perhaps self-validating to look at, at the, the, the option of going someplace else and think, oh, man, it's, it's the only real hope right there. Because Minnesota is so screwed with these lunatics we have in charge. And I pointed out this la- two things last week on the broadcast. A, I, I don't know what I would do without the fight. So just moving elsewhere is not for me. Not yet. Not yet. Someday, maybe not now. For right now, I relish the fight because, by God, it's like, can you imagine having had gotten to that point in 1944? You could either go ashore on Omaha, well, let's go for Utah Beach and liberate Europe or type out invoices someplace in New Jersey. What would you pick? I'm I'm not going to recite that line from from Braveheart about uh, who would rather be here fighting for your freedom someday, you know, looking back over your life, who of here, here would rather n- not be here fighting for your freedom? I, I'm over-romanticizing it just a tab, but that's one of the things that keeps you going, quite frankly. But beyond that, beyond that, as Walter says, the DFL didn't win by that big a margin. Yeah, the governor's race was, was by relatively speaking, a blowout. I mean, the only prediction on the right that came anywhere close was my satirical one, saying the DFL had better win by more than eight points or they were not getting their money's worth. As Walter pointed out, we were outspent 10 to 1 and out, if not outworked, certainly outsmarted in terms of electoral tactics 10 to 1. Uh, and, and by the way, that includes all of the... the COVID pandemic uh, style vote changes to voting laws that facilitated the complete Democrat takeover. I mean, I mean, essentially allow industrialized ballot harvesting. And I bring this up because something Walter said, I mean, as I, along with what Walter said, I'm going to piggyback something I said last week on the show, which is we have eight congressional districts in Minnesota for now. Will probably be seven uh, in, in the next redistricting in 2033, 2032 rather. But at the moment, we have eight districts and they are evenly split. I mean, the first, sixth, seventh, and eighth are red and getting redder. The third, fourth, let's see, what am I saying? The second, third, fourth, and fifth are blue and for the moment getting bluer. And that is the sign of a completely split state. Yes, they win all the statewide offices because they they work the, the machine in the metro area very effectively, very efficiently. It's what they do. They, they do what it takes to turn a tie game into a win, and a win that they win consistently enough where it demoralizes us to the point where a lot of us check out of the game. They say, I've had enough. I'm moving to Tennessee or Texas or Florida or South Dakota, for God's sake. And here's an example. Lee Finke, Representative Finke of District 66A, 
represents the same district that John Lesh, I believe, used to represent. I may have this wrong. Brad Carlson will no doubt fact check me on this. But 66A is a district that last I checked had the lowest turnout per capita of any district in the state of Minnesota, certainly any district in the metro. I'm sorry, any district in the 4th Congressional District, any any legislative House district in the 4th CD, 66A had the lowest turnout. I mean, it's been, I don't know if they've ever had a Republican representative in 66A, ever. I mean, going back to the 50s at least, and probably long before, it's been a DFL uh it's been a DFL fiefdom. And the turnout is so low because really elections just don't matter. Everything that comes out of that district is DFL. From city council all the way up to president, they always vote Democrat. It's as safe as can be. And if somehow, and, and, and if, by the way, all of that remained equal and Republicans somehow managed to harvest the ballot of every Republican in that district, got them to vote early, got them to vote at get-togethers at the shooting range, at the grocery store, wherever it is that you can meet them and say, hey, since you may not make the election, just put down the representative, uh, the, the challenger to Representative Finke. If the Democrats didn't see that and react by turning out uh, all the votes they could and doing their own harvesting, Republicans could, in theory, win. I mean, there are, and I, I realized this by looking at the numbers back then, we're going back a few years, and seeing that more Republicans voted for uh, Tom uh, Tom Emmer for governor in 2010, then voted for uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry in um, more more Republicans voted for George, uh, for John McCain in 2008 for president, then voted for Mark Dayton for governor in 2010, because turnout dropped sharply in the midterm year. People aren't as interested in as not a president on the case. So there were literally more people voting for Republican candidates for president during a presidential year than there were Democrats voting for governor, the top ticket, uh, top race on the ticket, in an off year. In theory, there's an opportunity there, and, and it's entirely possible that's getting carried away by irrational exuberance for purposes of trying to uh, run a Republican in 66A. But the point is, if we were as diligent about ballot harvesting, which is legal, by the way, you can't fill in people's ballots, but you can get the ballots to them, get them filled out by the people and drop them off by the legally uh, by the legally uh, delineated process. We don't do that, by the way. I don't know if anyone in the Republican Party knows how to. But hypothetically. If we were to harvest the ballot of every Republican sympathizer, catch them at a point in time when they might just be inclined to say, you know what, I've been discouraged by Republican politics, but I will fill out this ballot and you can take it. As long as I don't have to go anywhere and do anything else, I'll fill it out and you can take it to the drop box for me. If we were to do that mindfully enough in places, maybe not 66A. But some of these suburban districts where the Democrats have been playing the turnout game, where there's no way on earth they outnumber us there yet. But they get their people, they don't even get their people to the polls. They get the polls to the people. If we did that, like Walter, I think, alluded, this could be a very different state. 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones. Invergrove Heights. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Mitch. 
Yeah, my only concern to what Walter Hudson was saying uh, is that I'm only going by common sense, and I hope you can tell me I'm wrong. I'm thinking that we probably have more conservative people fleeing Minnesota and more blue people coming into Minnesota for the bennies. So I'm thinking that 2024 is going to be a heavier lift than 2022. It might be. And and by the way, you have a lot of Republicans who are leaving places like CD4 and CD5 to go to places, let's let's be charitable, places like CD6 and CD8, moving to Anoka, moving to, to Chisago, moving to uh, moving moving down south uh, far enough to get into CD1. You have Republicans doing that. It's called the great sort. It's happening nationwide. By the way, it's worth pointing out that uh, last I checked, and this is a few, uh, probably over a month ago now, maybe two months there were four houses on sale in Hudson, Wisconsin. Four. Count them. And that district isn't getting any less red. I mean, you could, as of two years ago, you could see Trump signs up as you drive down Highway 75 through rural, uh, rural just across the St. Croix from the metro area. Uh, people are moving. And in the case of moving to uh, their large, I have a hunch very heavily, Republicans moving across the uh, river to Hudson. Believe me, it's it's my getaway plan myself. If I ever do, and I'm nowhere near doing that because I'm here to fight, baby. But I, mean, I, I can't get here to chew gum and kick butt, and I'm out of gum. But that's why I'm on the air. But, uh, yeah, this is there is a great sort going on. Blue districts are getting bluer. Red districts are getting redder. We have red districts in Minnesota, and they are getting redder now. They uh, at one point CD three was a red district and CD two was a uh, was a was just a pink district. Uh, people fleeing the Twin Cities flipped both of them, and on the other hand, the first and the eighth have both flipped. So I mean, we've stayed pretty even here. And will it be a bigger lift? Yeah, it doesn't have to be, but 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 it very well may be. We've got lessons to learn. Let's go to the phones, Sean in uh, South Minneapolis. You got about uh, a minute here. Go right ahead. Just a quick point of clarification, this whole ballot harvesting thing. We are not harvesting ballots. You cannot do that in Minnesota. What we can do is called ballot chasing. Completely legal, completely ethical. And what it is, is getting those absentee ballots in hand and making sure they get turned in. Because the statistical fact is 200,000 unreturned absentee ballots in outstate Minnesota. Yeah. That was the difference. And, you know, I'm a little I'm a little self-interested here because, you know, everybody points at Minneapolis. What are we doing screwing the state up? Well, hey, you know, it's not completely us here. Yeah. No, that, that's a, that would have been potentially enough votes to have uh, at least made the attorney general and, sec- and uh, the, the attorney general race uh, and perhaps the auditor's race a lot more interesting than they turned out here. So, I mean, if nothing else, those two would have uh, definitely given some people in St. Paul uh, some some uh, some indigestion. Uh, excellent point of order there. I was speaking a little bit imprecisely. I, I'm talking about what oh, you and, are correctly defining. Everybody does. Yep. And everybody does. And this this is part of the thing. We need to stop calling it ballot harvesting because yep. that's not what we're doing. Ballot and chasing. That is illegal. Yeah, and, and go- going out and accounting for all those absentee ballots. Thank you very much, Sean. You are absolutely correct. Of course, that uh, Sean Holster, longtime friend of this broadcast and of my blog. Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is seven-eighths over and yet still just beginning. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay. 
or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and it would be great if you did, although we're burning daylight, you're going to have to hurry. Speaking of which, uh, my band, Elephant in the Room, had a great gig last night at the Bloomington VFW. It's our first time there since, like, February of 2022, about a year and a half, and it was worth the wait. We had a blast there last night. Um, the crowd stuck around all night long. It, was, it wasn't a huge crowd, but uh, if, if it would have been, it would have been almost unmanageable because people danced. I mean, people started dancing during our sound check and didn't stop. We could have probably just started playing after the sound check and kept the f- crowd on the floor the whole night because it was crazy. We're going to be there again. I don't know exactly when. We'll hopefully finding that out next week. But uh, if you're in Bloomington, uh, so will we be at some point soon here. Uh, by the way, tonight, a rare back-to-back night for Elephant in the Room. We're going to be at the Hopkins American Legion. It's on 12th, I think, Avenue. 
west side of, of downtown uh, Hopkins, Kitty Corner Southwest from the Hopkins Performing Arts Center. A lot of parking. Great room. I, mean, I was out there scouting it last week. It's a really nice room. Amazing dance floor. Uh, they have Heggie's Pizza. Yum. I think the kitchen closes at 6, but the uh, Heggie's uh, flows all night long. And there's all sorts of other places to eat down there, too. So, I mean, no problem there. Anyway, we're going to be there tonight. And next Friday, next Friday night, 7 to 11 at the Coon Rapids VFW. That place is always completely lit for us. We always, again, one of those places where people start dancing when we count off the first song and don't stop. So we hope you can join us there because that place is just a hoot and a half. Uh, Elephant in the Room tonight and at the, again, Hopkins Legion. And next Friday, Coon Rapids, VFW. Uh, either way, hope you can join us. It's always great to see all of our uh, all, all our people out there. For those of you who go back with the show a long ways, uh, former producer Tommy Wins, the lead singer, he's really good. Uh, so this past week, by the way, <laughs> this is so funny. So much stuff happened this week. I originally planned to spend an entire hour on this next story here because it was worth a full hour. And it may well wind up getting a full hour later on. But right now I'm down to four minutes on this subject because uh, everything else that's happened, the social credit bill, which basically is, is, is a Marxist uh, backslide, a mar- incremental Marxism here in Minnesota, uh, is happened. And, of course, the whole episode with uh, perennial victim Lee Finke uh, and the rest of the DFL Perennial Victims Caucus uh, of elected sinecurists with lifetime uh, incomes of the taxpayer expense a pleading victim for having assaulted a woman, allegedly. Anyway, I, that that drove all this off the headlines here, but I really need to get on to this because this is kind of important here. For the last, hold on, the Northern Alliance has been on the air for almost 20 years right now, and that entire 20 years we have spent bagging on a couple of people pretty consistently. The late Nick Coleman, of course, uh, was someone we bagged on until he disappeared from public view and eventually uh, passed away. Uh, condolences again to the family. And beyond that, Steve Sack, perhaps the least talented editorial cartoonist in a major market. He was with the Strip for 30 years, apparently. God only knows why, because he was useless. Uh, compl- I mean, unclever, uncreative, not smart. And, of course, I mean, wrote from a perspective of bias so complete, he may as well have been a producer on the Stephen Colbert show. I mean... A good editorial – I don't have to agree with an editorial cartoonist to appreciate their work. There's all sorts of editorial cartoonists out there who may be solid progressives or communists even, but they take their shots at everyone. Kind of like late-night comedy TV used to do. David Letterman in his heyday, Johnny Carson. I mean, they, 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 they all bag on everyone and get laughs on everyone's expense, something that stopped cold in 2008, by the way. Couldn't joke about Barack Obama. Steve Sack could never joke about a Democrat, ever. Could never hold any of them accountable. So, he retired a while ago. I mean, yay, good riddance. I'm sorry, that's uncharitable. Yay, enjoy your retirement there. That's more like it. And this strip finally hired a new editorial cartoonist to replace the worthless and unlamented Steve Sack, a fellow named Mike Thompson. He brought, last week, a completely different sound to the city of Minneapolis. The sound of progressive wailing and kvetching because he did a cartoon that was so far beyond the pale of people who are have urban progressive privilege 
that it was completely new to them. Urban privilege, of course, is the idea that you can go through almost your entire life uh, exposed to the primary institutions of urban life and never have your beliefs, your worldview, your your faiths, your 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 worldview questioned in any way. And that's if you're a progressive in Minneapolis, you have urban progressive privilege. Well, anyway, this cartoon from Mr. Thompson uh, had a grumpy looking white guy complaining to a ethically ambiguous woman saying broadcasting the Muslim call to prayer at all hours will make Minneapolis too noisy. And the cartoon, which, by the way, is animated online somewhat, at least, uh, dissolves to a uh, picture of a number of ethnically ambiguous uh, but not as uh, uh, ethically ambiguous people outside blazing away with firearms in the dark. Uh, the woman and the uh, woman gang. What? Uh, because, and, and of course, that's the, the idea is that who can l- hear the Mosin call to prayer when uh, throughout Minneapolis uh, people are blazing. It's funny and it pokes. It takes a poke at the DFL uh, regime in Minneapolis. It's something that Steve Sack wouldn't have known how to do even if his masters had given him permission, which they never did. And when I say masters giving him permission, I mean that's what happens. The, the, the kvetching from the left, including four Muslim uh, legislators, uh, caused the new, the, the new publisher of the Star Tribune, Steve Grove, to come down. And, and issue a, 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 a garment-rending apology. I've been talking a lot with readers and community members about the cartoon uh, in Strib Opinion Sunday and wanted to share my thoughts. You can hear more on the story of Star Tribune below. Basically a statement from the publisher asking for people's forgiveness for having offended the DFL orthodoxy in any way. And by the way, the, the criticisms... The peak of the criticisms uh, attributed were attributed to four Muslim legislators. There is nothing about the cartoon that could be possibly taken as any offense to Islam. None. This is just the, the, Steve Grove, who is known as a Democrat, doesn't have any, any plausible deniability. He is a foot soldier for the DFL, never been anything else. And by the way, so is Thompson. I mean, you look at some of his private writings, his social media, he's probably to the left of Steve Sack, but he committed the unpardonable sin in Twin Cities media of doing business against the company. I'm sorry, that was a Godfather reference. Oh, that was probably unfair. Oh, shoot, I'm going to wind up on the social media register, on the social credit registry, and have House HR chasing me. Oh, no. Thanks for stopping by. Tune in next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kowarski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Pro-Life Across America.
your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more. You are making the same or less money. So what do you do? You rack up credit card debt. That's what you do. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.